I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hey everybody, editing Sarah Jane here, and I just wanted to give you a little bit of a preface for this episode. I, throughout the whole thing, there's kind of like a little scratching sound, and I am not a good enough editor to take it out. Um, So I just wanted to warn you, if that's something that's going to bother you, this may not be the episode for you, Um, but I will figure out what's going on there and make sure it doesn't happen in future episodes. Sorry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I hope that your day is treating you absolutely beautifully. We're going to start today's episode off like we always do, which is my rosebud and thorn, something that is great in my life right now, something that I'm looking forward to, and something that is just not so great. Um, Something great in my life is... This Billy Lotion, I don't know if anybody, any of the um, ladies out there, female-identifying folks out there who like to shave are familiar with Billy Razors. Um, This is not a sponsored ad. (laughs) This is just me being obsessed. Um, I love the razor, but I more than anything love the lotion. Um, It's just like this beautiful, like, orange sickle-smelling lotion that like absorbs quickly into your skin is like lightweight and I love it and I bought one for my desk and it is just the most amazing thing my hands are dry um, in this winter weather I can just put a little lotion on and get back to work that is my current rose um my bud is hmm my bud right now Honestly, I will say it's my birthday. My birthday is coming up on January 26th. I have gotten myself a advent calendar of skincare items. So (laughs) I'm going to, um, because my birthday is about 25 days into the month, I'm going to open a new skincare item every single day of the month until my birthday. And that is a delight. So I'm very much looking forward to my birthday. And my thorn, I will say... You know, right now, I'm I'm having a lot of just stress around navigating, like, medical procedures and things like that that I just, like, wouldn't wish on anyone. Um, I am ready to just have answers and to feel clean and clear and good to go. Um, so, yeah, that is my current thorn. Today, we are diving into our first Q&A episode where our listeners can call in, ask a question, and I will answer it on air. So we have our first voicemail in today. Um, If you want to call in and ask a question, you can do that at 828-338-9127. I would love to hear from you. We're going to be answering a new question every single week, so call on in. All right, today's question, let's give her a listen. Hi there, my name's Abby. I'm also a redhead in Asheville, and I was wondering how I could tell if I'm a four or a six. 
I feel like I spend a lot of time in my head um, and my emotions are very deep. But I think sometimes it's not that I spend time in my head because I like being in my feels. It's more that I just think my head is a really interesting place to be. And there's a lot there to sense out and feel out. So I think that kind of leads me towards the six, but I'm not sure. And I'd like to get your opinion on that. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, Abby. Um, yes, I am so excited to dive into this. Also, hello, fellow redhead in my hometown. Nice to, nice to meet you. Um, yeah, okay, so we're talking four and six. Now, the big difference, first of all, we have a podcast episode on this specifically. So if you want to dive deeper than even we talk about today, go check out that episode because it's going to walk you through um, all of like the nitty gritty of this. And we have an interview with a type four and a type six. So you can kind of get to hear them speak and their thoughts. And I think that can be really helpful. Now, um, you know, always, we always start with the basic motivations, basic fears. So for type four, that's the basic fears that they have no significance and they want to find or create an identity. And then our type sixes, they fear that they're, um, they have lack safety and security and they want to find certainty. And so, um, if either one of those resonates with you more than the other, I think I would lean into that and into that understanding. But that's, you know, that's level one. <laughs> that's what we know. Another thing to really keep in mind for these two is that our type fours are a withdrawing type, meaning that when stress arises, they withdraw away from people. So they move away from others. Um, and then type six is a compliant type. Compliant types, when stress arises, um, they move toward people. They want to people please. Type sixes, um, at, you know, in this compliant stance, they tend to have the attitude of like, what's my role here? I want to make sure that I'm fitting into this role. And so that's something that I think can really identify a type six over a type four. Type fours are more likely to kind of have their own agenda. They're self-referencing. They're more focused on their needs and their wants. Whereas type sixes tend to be more consumed with like the good of the group or the good of the family unit um, and a little more concerned with making sure people are happy with them. The other thing to keep in mind here is our, both of our type six and our type four can struggle with authority. Um, however, type fours tend to have the relationship um, with authority that says that there's something wrong with that type four. So um, or maybe they felt rejected by their family of origin, or maybe they felt different than um, typical authority figures. Whereas type sixes, they tend to really fall in line with the their authority figures. And, and we even have our counter type, which um, is the counterphobic six, and they may form against, you know, authority figures. They may like push back um, and try to prove that they're not afraid. However, there's still some like intimate tying um, to their authority figures that is really important. Whereas for fours, this kind of, this relationship to authority is a little bit more um, a feeling of being rejected or a feeling of never quite living up to expectations, which is a little bit less the six experience. Um, sixes tend to make and maintain friendships a lot more easily than our type fours do. Our type fours tend to kind of have a push-pull relationship. Um, so they tend to uh, want to 
you know, they want a relationship. And then when the relationship is here, they don't want it anymore. Um, I'm married to a lovely type four and he always wants friendships until the friendship is there, you know, and then it's like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. Like this is too much. So it's a little bit like, as long as it's not there, you want it. And the moment it is there, it's no longer interesting to you. Um, because it's a little bit more comfortable. The longing is, is what you're most comfortable with. Whereas for our type sixes, you know, they tend to really pour into their relationships and make friendships pretty easily. They tend to be friendly and likable, um, and kind of get along, go along to get along. You know, they're easier to, um, blend in with a group per se. Now, um, things that can cause us to doubt if we are one of these types are the stereotypes, right? Like sometimes we get into the stereotype thing of like, I'm just trying to be weird for fours. And it's not as much like that. For our fours, it's more, I really want to figure out who I am and I want to express that intentionally so that other people understand me fully. Um, so that is, that's really what that is. So sometimes that looks like wanting to be, it's less about wanting to be like weird and kooky, which I think sometimes we talk about it like that. It's more like wanting to be special and not even like wanting to be special, but feeling like they are meant to, to be significant, but they just are trying to find out in what way that significance will show up. Okay. So that's, um, that's our four kind of stereotype that I think can make things a little bit messy. I think the other thing is we think of fours as being sad. You know, the, the stereotype is like melancholy. And I would say fours are comfortable with melancholy, comfortable with longing. Um, that is a zone in which fours are naturally okay with. However, it, I think it's a more accurate description to that they're more comfortable with the wide range of their emotions. So. A four can be just as blissful as a seven, but they're, they're not afraid to be sad. They're not afraid of their darker emotions. And actually, I would say as a seven married to a four, at times my pain is more painful because I'm trying so hard to control it. Whereas my husband, he can much more quickly move through it um, because he's not rejecting it, right? He's not pushing against it. He's just letting it happen. And sometimes it's kind of a cozy, nostalgic feeling. So he doesn't mind it so much. It's kind of a nice thing for him. So I think that those are the two stereotypes that can arise for type four that maybe would cause us to second guess that decision. For six, the stereotype that arises is that they're just like constantly afraid. And here's the thing. Some type sixes will say that they are and others will not. Um, and I'm not even saying like, okay, counterphobic, phobic six. Um, I wouldn't even polarize it that much. I would just more so say, are you aware um, of how much fear is driving your behavior? Some type sixes are hyper aware of that and others may not be. And actually for most type sixes that I've interacted with, they describe it more as being prepared. Like they're just constantly prepared for whatever could come their way. And it's not as much like, oh, what if this happens or what if that happens? Um, and more so, if this happens, then I will. I'm prepared. Um, I've thought this through. Now, um, the other thing that can arise for our type sixes is this um, confusion around around loyalty. Um, and it's And it's... Because sometimes we can get this description of our type sixes that looks a little bit like a two. 
Um, like, oh, I'm friendly. I'm loyal. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I need to do for my friends and my family. But I think that's the big distinction is that our two energy, it's more outward and oftentimes it's focused more on strangers or people that they don't know very well. Whereas for our sixes, they're kind of testing new people and saying like, can I trust you? Can I not trust you? But then once they get into that inner circle and the trust is built, um, they're going to show up for you, right? But they're also going to seek to you, seek out you, seek you out for guidance. Um, you know, sixes struggle with trusting their own inner authority. So a lot of their energy is going to be um, kind of tossing things back and forth. Is this the right way to be? Is this the wrong way to be? Um, and I think that's another big distinction for our sixes and our fours is that sixes are looking for a right way to be. They're looking for um, certainty and, and assurance that like I'm making the right decision. This is the good way to be. Whereas our fours are almost rejecting of that idea because it, it implies normalcy, um, which implies a lack of significance, right? So if I'm accepting the status quo, which I think most sixes tend to really appreciate the status quo because it is safe, it is secure, and it feels certain. Um, and it feels like, okay, I'm going to have a place that I belong. I'm going to have people that I can trust. I'm good. I'm going to be taken care of here. Whereas our fours, um, that normalcy, that status quo can feel um, like a personal failure on their part. Um, and it and is often the last thing they want to be. And, and I say this without qualitative judgment on my part. I think both, I get the reasoning for both of these. Um, but it's just the core worldview for our sixes is I want to find a place in which I will not be shaken and where everything's going to be okay. I want to know that like there are answers to, in the world and that things are going to be, I will be taken care of and life is going to be like secure. Now our fours are almost the opposite of that in some ways. You know, they're really focused on like their individual presentation, how they're going to be experienced, how they're going to experience life, how they will be seen. Um, and, and less so they, you know, our sixes want to blend in with a group and become part of something. Our fours want to make sure that they never blend in with a group. And so I think that's one really big, big change and shift, um, as well. So our fours, you know, my husband, he, he, he bounced back between four and six for a while. And his big thing was, um, when I, thought I was a six. I, I knew it was the most common type and I felt disappointed because I wanted to be the rare one. <laughs> and then I realized wanting to be the rare one meant I probably was a four because the four wants to be right. Set apart, special, um, different in some way. And sixes, there's a comfort in, I have a place where I belong. I'm not alone. There's lots of me. I'm not, this isn't the wrong way to be. So let me know if you have clarifying questions on that. I'm happy to answer them. Maybe we can do a little Instagram story Q&A on this. Um, but otherwise, hopefully this is helpful on your journey, Abby. Thank you for sending in a question. And again, if you all want to send in a question for the podcast for a Wednesday episode, just call in at 828-338-9127. You can leave a voicemail. Or you can text us too if that's more comfortable for you. Today, our food for thought. You know, as we are beginning our year, 
thinking about, you know, maybe we're considering New Year's resolutions, maybe we're setting goals. Um, you know, I'm reminded of how, how much the message permeates in our culture that we should constantly be trying to control and fix and change ourselves. And even in the world of the Enneagram and even in my work, you know, that message can easily slip in and permeate our lives and our inner narrative. And so today, the food for thought is a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Take a few minutes today if you would like and really think on what if I'm okay? What if all of this messaging that I'm receiving that I should be constantly improving, constantly controlling myself, um, what if that's actually just marketing from someone who wants to sell me something? <laughs> what if I, what if nothing about me changed and I ended my life as I am now? What would that look like? What would that mean? Could I be proud of what I've done? or who I am. Um, take a few minutes to think on that today and then tag me on Instagram if anything comes up. If you have thoughts, I would love to hear from you what this brought up for you today. And I will see you tomorrow as we dive into subtypes of type six.